The following podcast is a Dear Media production. It's the Garcia Diaries. Welcome to the Garcia Diaries Unfiltered. I'm your host, Bethany Garcia. You might know me as the Garcia Diaries on Instagram. What's up, guys? I'm your co-host, Anthony Garcia. Every week, we deep dive real life, marriage, parenthood, sex, pop culture, and anything else in between. Let's get started. Welcome back to the Garcia Diaries Unfiltered. I'm your host, Bethany Garcia, sitting here with my husband and co-host, Anthony. All right, guys. I wish you guys could get a visual image of the vibe we've set (laughs) in this recording session. So I'm sure, you know, in Bethany's house tours, you guys have seen the fireplace in our bedroom. Well, I haven't really done many stories of our bedroom. Bedroom's kind of whack right now. It's yeah, it's not. It's like the last of our worries right now. With the all house. we need is a bed to sleep in. Yeah. Sex. That's and, it. Oh my god. Oh my gosh. But anyways, oh we gosh. got we got this artificial. Is it artificial? Would the word be? It's a fake fireplace. But it emits heat. If you will, if you want it to. Yeah. Now we've got the flame, a nice amber orange, <laughs> and then she's got the rock bed, like a purple. So. Very Phoenix Suns vibe yeah. in here. So. We have the heat turned off. Yes, yeah, hot is hot today. But anyways, the vibes are set. We're back. Man, we it's been a crazy week weekend. This has been one of the most exhausting few days in a long time. Now, I have always said that when our kids are older and they become adults, and if if all everything falls into place. I would like to foster. I mean, that's something that's been on my heart since I was a kid. Yeah. I'd like to foster. So this weekend, we actually got a little taste of how that would be and how difficult it is to like send kids back. Yeah, that's the hardest part. So you should have seen me and Anthony last night. We were in the backyard we had put the kids to bed and we were just back there sobbing, like crying our eyes out. And for like over an hour, like uncontrollable, just like sitting there in sadness. Like it was so hard. Yeah, pretty sad. Okay, so Bethany has a cousin that lives in Arizona. I didn't even know she lives here. So (laughs) my family dynamic, you guys, it's so fucked up. Like Anthony's has said this since we first got married. Right. Like, yeah. Like it's it's so shocking to me. I've said before, like the, with your grandma, Grandma Bian. I love Grandma Bian to this day. But sometimes the way they would talk to her, I'd be like, "Yo, you guys really talk to your grandma like that?" Because my nana, who's like the matriarch, yeah, yeah we respect her and worship her and, and treat her like the queen that she is. And so it was so weird to me. But through the years, I've learned like that's just her family dynamic. They don't really communicate. Whatever. That's her thing. And for me, you know, I'm really big on a family. Like. I have a brother who's been in prison for 10 years. I have, I have a nephew. So I try to do everything I can to make sure that my nephew lives comfortably. He doesn't have his dad. I'm never going to take the place of his dad or what his dad could have been for the past nine years. But I do what I can. You know what I mean? For me, family is real big. So it's it's a little awkward at times with your family because you guys aren't like that. And, you know, it is what it is. But you have a cousin in Arizona. I want to say I've met her twice in the 10, almost 11 years that we've been together. Yeah. So we don't, it's your cousin, but we don't really know each other. I th- you have her on social media? I have her on Facebook, I think. Okay. So a little bit of social media action. Yeah. But she's like, okay, so for like, let me just explain my family dynamic a little. So I have my Audrey and Abba. They're both deceased now. She's grandma and grandpa. Grandma and grandpa. And so this is my dad's parents. And they were born, no, they were, my, my dad and his uncles were born and raised in, well, my, I can't even say uncles. My dad was born and raised in California. I think my uncles were born in India and then they moved to California. My dad was born in like San Diego or something. So like my whole life there was, or my whole childhood, like we'd always have Sunday dinners at my Aji and Abba's house and my uncles and their wives and my cousins would all be there. But things started getting kind of weird. Like maybe it's, maybe they're, they're probably always weird. But like for me, the, the first thing I remember was like I was probably like six years old. And like things were just weird. Like my abba would like scream and fight and yell with the with my aunts, like the wives that married into the family. And I would like notice the way he talked to my Aji and like 
there was just always like chaotic drama happening. Now, when you notice this as a kid or as an adult looking back, you notice how toxic slash crazy this environment was. No, I know as a kid, I didn't like going over there. Okay. So you knew something was wrong. You just couldn't pinpoint. Yeah. Okay. And like, I remember like one time my baby cousin was crying and my grand, my Abba screamed like, give that baby a fucking titty. And he was like, which is a joke. Yeah. It's like a joke. Now everyone says it in our family, like give that baby a titty. But back then it was like scary. Like to hear like yelling like that. I feel like I'm so triggered by yelling now. Like I hate any sort of yelling. But like my my family was like the foundation was built on yelling. <laughs> like anyways, things are weird. Like then my uncle starts my uncle who's the dad of the cousin that we were with this past weekend. Not with her, her kids. He cheats on his wife or she cheats. I don't even know what went. I don't know what happened, but I honestly don't know. Someone cheated. That's what I know. And my, by the way, my Abba's a pastor and he was a missionary and my dad and his brothers were all pastors. And so he leaves the church and goes to a different church and they get divorced. And by this time we're moving to Arizona, like all this chaotic drama is always happening. And then my cousin, she were like, I was in high school when we found out that she had overdosed on like meth or something. And she was in a coma. And at the time, she had a six-month-old baby. And in the middle of the night, the baby daddy took the baby and moved to a different state while she was in the coma. Like, I'm telling you, just chaotic drama. So to summarize, because you said a lot, your dad, <laughs> yeah. brother, yeah. is the grandfather. Yes. Okay. Yes. Of these the, babies that we have. His daughter, yes. your first cousin, yeah. is the one overdose lots of kids okay. yeah so also she's like so much older than me like i never really knew her on that level when you say so much give us give us a number so that way we know i think at least 10 years okay so it's pretty big gap yeah pretty and so because Brittany, my my cousin that's closest to me in age she's four years older than me so i think this one's 10 years so Anyways. guys this just shows not close at all beth doesn't close. even know the age so and we'll- i haven't talked to her in like forever or at all Ever. I don't think I've ever talked to her because she was so much older. And then the other thing that like really hurt our family was like when my dad did everything that he did was my uncles like took my dad's side pretty much. And so like they still talk to him and have a relationship with him. And that was and they're because bros before hoes? Maybe. Maybe that. Or maybe they were trying to protect. Like it's… So much like religious trauma too. Like for me thinking about all that because like I remember like my cousins and my aunt attacking me on Facebook because I wrote something that was like pro LGBTQ community like five years ago while Deuce was in the hospital actually. They were like going off on me. And so it's like just so much like I can't like depend or trust or anything that side of the family. So they essentially took his side in the name of the Bible. Yes, and the, okay, it was the yeah, Bible. Okay, not too. because hey, that's my no, brother and yeah. I love him. And completely Jesus, okay. abandoned my mom and my siblings and I while we were actually going through all of that and took my dad's side. Okay. So present, all that to say, present day, present day, I think a few of them follow me on Instagram. Not quite sure. I follow a few of them. I don't really go. I don't follow any of them. I have them, I think, on Facebook, but I don't go on Facebook. The only reason I have a Facebook account is because it's connected to my business account and brands run ads through there. So I have to have an active Facebook account. That's the only reason I have Facebook. So I don't like post or go on there ever. Anyways, I have the Messenger app because that is how I communicate with a few family members on my mom's side. And so, and then all of my families in India, my, my family members that are in India use Messenger to contact, I'm pretty sure. The or one, they'll like DM me on Instagram. What? I was going to make a joke, no, but it's, it's a cultural thing. Yeah, <laughs> let's not make it. So all that is to bring us to, to our, pa- our weekend. And yeah, well, well getting, getting a Facebook message from my oldest cousin saying. How, that, when was this? Uh, like a month ago okay, so we're or more. August. So we're yeah. say June. Yeah. Right? And June. she was like, hey, like. I always have my babies in California. And so apparently she has two daughters and like she has the oldest one that's like 13 now that got taken away. Like she doesn't have custody of her at all. She has two babies and she's pregnant. And she asked if there was any way we could help out with her kids while she was in the hospital and that she always has her babies early. 
and they have no family here. They have no friends that they can trust. She said all of her friends are very untrustworthy. And so I was like, yeah, of course we can help. Like, of course, because she wanted her husband to be there in the hospital with her, which relatable as hell. Like, of course. We had a whole home birth because you wanted me there. Yeah, exactly. So a few nights ago, I think it was Saturday night. No, it was Friday night. It was Friday Friday night. night. I was drunk. (laughs) I was two sheets to the wind at Katie, my friend Katie's house. I was there. We were having a fun adult night. No kids. Like a bunch of our friends got together. And I get a message from my cousin saying, I'm in labor. I'm at the hospital. Can you get my girls? And I was so drunk. I I couldn't even respond. I was trying to call my sister and my mom to see if they can help in any way. No one was answering. So I kind of forgot about it until the next day I woke up and I sent her my address and I said, if you still need help, let me know. You can have your husband drop your girls off here because she still hadn't had her baby yet. And so a few hours later, they show up on our doorstep. And again, we've never met these kids in our life. They were they're two precious little girls, ages one and two. And so we had them for well, several days. Okay. Yes, that's correct. But let's, you know, let's kind of go into detail as to why we were so emotionally upset yesterday. Yes. Because I remember you mentioning, hey, my cousin wants us to watch the kids if we can. I, do, I remember you like saying it in passing and I was like, yeah, cool, whatever. Like, whatever you want. I was already in on the naughty list with you. So I'm like, yes, just like the cat. If you want the cat, whatever you want to do. Right? I'm going to do anything to win your love back. <laughs> and… So Saturday, and now he has a mug that says "Cat Dad." <laughs> <laughs> that but it's not for that cat; it's for your cat. Okay, shut. But up. so I, the Rattlers football game. I'm on my way to the football game. Bethany calls me and she's like, "Hey, so my cousin's kids are on their way." And I'm like, "I've forgotten about." And then, like you said, you were drunk as hell Friday night, and so you read the mess. I don't know. We were together. You were wasted. I was the DD that night. We we're on two different levels. But I don't think you told me about Friday night yet. And so I'm on the way to the game. And you're like, hey, my cousin's kids are on the way. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Your cousin's kids are on the way. What do you mean? Guys, first of all, we didn't even know they lived in Arizona. Like my cousin at all. Yeah. yeah. And she's like, yeah, he's on his way. I got the kids. And I'm like, okay. And this is the game was at six. This is five o'clock at night. 5 p.m. So I'm like, okay, cool. Like. Have fun. And I'm thinking like she's about to have the baby. because No, it was at like four. Well, th- this doesn't matter. But yeah, I was at like… It's evening. Four. So… Yeah. And from my understanding like and what I thought when you had initially talked to me, it was like the dad was going to be there for the baby. The baby was going to come. He was going to see the baby. Have a few pictures. Whatever. Come pick up the daughter. So I'm like, yo, I'm going to this game. I'm, I'm not going to be home till 11, 12 o'clock tonight. Whatever. I, I'm probably not going to see these kids at all. Leave. The game ends. I'm heartbroken because my team got knocked out of the playoffs. But anyways, I'll call you. I'm like, hey, so what's the deal with these kids? You know, what's going on? And you're like, yeah, they're still here. We had planned Sunday afternoon. And so you're like, I think they're going to go stay at my sister's house tonight. Okay, cool. I get home. I walk inside. I see one little girl. Looks exactly like Bronx. Like, I'm like, oh, shit. These, this is family for sure. Walk around the corner because our ring doorbell died. So I had to change out the battery and I see the older girl I'm like and she just like freezes I freeze because I'm like oh shit and she just like gets this instant look of fear like terrified terrified I'm like hi and you you guys gotta like I love kids I have loved kids I told a story on the podcast how I was 11 years old and I thought I was gonna date this 20 year old chick so I befriended her kids so that way I could be stepped out like I love kids I've always loved kids when I, my parents were, when I was in church with my parents, like I was involved in the kids' ministries. I've always been cool with kids. So I'm like, okay, cool. These kids are in my home. I want to make them feel as comfortable as possible, right? Yeah. And they're also family. So I'm going to go extra. Like my friends, I love all their kids. I'm, I'm just, I just love kids. As yeah. weird as that He's, is to say, which 10, 15 years ago, that probably wasn't as weird to say out loud. It's kind of weird now, but whatever. I don't feel, I feel like people make it weird, but you like, you're so good with kids. Yeah. Like you could be like a gym teacher or like a teacher. For sure. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, hi. Like, and she just like turns away from me and like buries her head in her chest. I'm like, oh, hey, like, do you want, you know, I got all the snacks because I get the munchies and I got all the great snacks. <laughs> like, you want an Oreo? I got fruity. Like, and I'm trying to offer her, a, you know, peace offering and she just won't take it. 
Then she like runs to the other living room and like hides in the couch. And then your sister comes and I'm like, I just got a weird feeling. I'm like, you know, that's weird. Usually I try to give a kid a piece of candy yeah. and they're... And the other weird thing that night too was that I could not get them to eat. Like they would not eat food whatsoever. So they leave yeah. and we're, we're sitting there talking like, yeah, okay, that's kind of weird. And, and we're like, well, we are complete strangers. They don't know us. We don't know them. So yeah. it makes sense. Night happens. They, I guess they didn't. your mom and your sister were there. They didn't sleep. It was a rough night. Uh, we do our event the next day. We get them back in the afternoon. This is Sunday. Same thing. The older daughter just won't look at me if I say anything. If I walk into a room, she just shuts down. She could at this point. It was actually cute to see the, they were getting comfortable with the kids. And Bronx and Ellis, oh man, like they were awesome. Like they could tell that these kids were so scared and like. They, I know I felt so bad, but what was cool to see, like you said, is seeing how empathetic and compassionate. Right. I think compassionate's the right word. And they were Bronx the voice for them. Were, Bronx yeah. would be like, "Hey, she wants this. She wants her bottle." She would make a noise, and Bronx would be like, "Oh, she wants her binky." Yeah. And like it was just so awesome to see our kids, four and two. They don't know shit about shit. Like I was like, "Wow, that's awesome," you know. But as soon as I'd walk in the room, the older one would just clam up and just not. Engage. It was it was crazy, and I was like, "That's weird." Like I'm a nice guy. I'm a funny guy, and I make noises, and I play peekaboo. <laughs> like peekaboo always works, and pe- like, these kids wouldn't smile nothing. And so my heart kind of like was softening for these kids. It was, it was sound that sounds weird to say, but I felt bad for these kids. I was like, you know, something they they don't have interaction with other. I don't know what it is, but I don't know. Something just don't sit right with me. So. That happens Sunday. This is Sunday. We get them, get them to sleep. It's cool. Like, and at the same time, we're like, when you know, when are they gonna go home? Because our kids have gotta go to school tomorrow. We have things planned this week. Like, whatever. How's it gonna work? Monday comes. What? When was the, When did you get the text that the baby was born? Sunday. Okay, so Sunday evening, baby was born, and at this point, we're like, look, we're just gonna put them in the bed as normal because. You don't know what's going on. Let's just proceed with our normal routine. Just throw them in there. Yeah. Sunday night was horrible. Our kids were up. Their kids, those two girls were up. Like every hour. And the only thing I did tell Bethany, I was like, I'm not changing their diapers because that's that's it. I'll, anything else you need from me, babe, I'm just not going to change the diapers. So usually in, in our house, the way it works is like if the kids wake up, Bronx or Alice has a bad dream, I, I go get them, right? In this case, they… The one girl wouldn't even look at me. So I was like, babe, if she wakes yeah. up, you're going to have to, you know. So it was a lot of that through the night. We ended up with Bronx and Ellis in our bed. Horrible night. We got no sleep. We wake up Monday. And just kind of were like, yo, we're just going to have to stay home and act as if this is a normal day. And I kept trying with this little girl. Like, I'm going to get this little girl to like me. So finally, the one-year-old did peekaboo and she got a smile and I was like babe I gotta (laughs) smile I gotta smile like all right and we haven't heard from the parents at this point yeah at all (laughs) for days and I can see the weirdest thing guys I can see like I can see your energy bar just dropping as the day goes on because you you need x amount of hours of sleep I was dying me I'll I'll go out come home two three in the morning I'll be up at six ready for the kids You, you need to get, Yeah, I don't know if it's two, Well, the three. house cleaners came and they were out there cleaning the house and I got all the kids in Bronx and Ellis's room and I locked the door and I was like, all right, we're going to play in here so that they couldn't escape. And then I ended up falling asleep with the one-year-old uh, literally on Bronx's bed for like 40 minutes. And I was like, oh, that 40 minutes, I needed that. But I could see your, your bar dropping. Yeah. And for me, I'm thinking in my head, I'm like, yo, I'm really proud of Bethany because… Bethany don't like kids. Like, <laughs> oh she's never like volunteering. Like, you know what I mean? Like, she's nice, yeah. and but you're just not that person that's like, yeah, bring your kids over. Like, every kid that sleeps over, anything that happens goes through me. Yeah. And when those kids are there, I'm usually the one that's like, are you good? You need that. That's just who I am. But I'm like, damn, I'm I'm actually like really proud of you because you did something that you normally wouldn't do, and that's cool. Like, I'm seeing. A different… You do something different. It was like kind of… Yeah. It's cool to see. 
Okay, guys, something that we have struggled with for years is Brooklyn. She is almost nine years old, her sleep habits, and then also Bronx, who is just turned four. Brooklyn has such a hard time falling asleep at night. And then if we give her melatonin, she does pass out. But then the next morning she wakes up feeling groggy or it's hard to wake her up or she's tired the whole day. It's been a battle for years. And then Bronx just hates going to sleep and takes hours to fall asleep. We started using Sleep Calm Kids and it has seriously changed our kids' relationship with sleep and with bedtime. We love it so much. Sleep Calm Kids is a homeopathic children's medicine that offers calming relief of occasional sleeplessness, restless sleep, intermittent awakening, irritability, nightmares, and night terrors. The gentle action of homeopathy makes it perfect for children. Instead of flooding the child's system with a powerful hormone like melatonin or knocking the child out with sedatives, it helps the child's body rebalance its sleep-wake cycle for healthier sleep. Sleep Calm Kids uses a blend of plant-based and other pure active ingredients, including chamomile, passion flower, to help restore a natural sleep pattern. So like I said, it's melatonin free for no next day grogginess, drowsiness, headaches, or nausea. And the hygienic pre-measured liquid doses are easy for kids to take. So there's no chewing, no swallowing pills. So it's way more convenient for parents. All you do is squeeze the small pre-measured liquid dose into your child's mouth before bed or anytime during the night for calming relief. My kids say that it tastes like water. So that's a win for us. It's recommended for children ages three and older. These claims are based on traditional homeopathic practice, not accepted medical evidence, and not FDA evaluated. You can use code Garcia at checkout at boronusa.com for 20% off your first purchase of Sleep Calm Kids and any Boron products. That's B-O-I-R-O-N-U-S-A.com, code Garcia for 20% off. And action. Hey, everyone. I'm Sarah Gretzky. And I'm Natalie Buck. And together, we are the Nut Chicks. We're here to talk anything and everything on screen, including what your favorite celebs are up to. And if you want to know what shows we are absolutely loving and hating, well, thank God, because we will be unpacking for you every single Thursday. So grab your Netflix and some popcorn because the chicks are coming. And scene. So many parents love Once Upon a Farm so much for the same reasons as us, which is that it's, first of all, so convenient, but it's also so freaking good for your kids. Once Upon a Farm is the leading baby food and kids snack brand offering organic cold-pressed fruit and veggie pouches, dairy-free smoothies, overnight oats, plant-rich meals, and more. Made with whole farm-fresh ingredients and no added sugars, concentrates, or anything artificial, their subscription offering is fully customizable so you can pick and choose from their wide variety of blends or meals and you can switch it up before every delivery. We all know that the back to school hustle and bustle can be so chaotic. Once Upon a Farm can help with healthy on-the-go snacks for kids of all ages. You guys, their dairy-free smoothies are in our kids' lunchboxes every single day. They're a perfect breakfast option. We love them for after-school snacks. And their plant-rich meals have been such a game-changer for Ellis lately. You can put you like basically you can cook it on the stovetop or the microwave. I'm a microwave girly. Sorry, guys. Um, but you add some water to it and you can either puree it, mash it or serve it as finger food. So we do the finger food for Ellis. But so many parents that I know puree it or mash it. And it's like such good baby food because it is ingredients that they need and love and nothing that they don't need. If you have a baby or toddler in your house, you should definitely explore that. And each veggie forward recipe is complemented with mild baby friendly herbs and spices like mint, turmeric, cardamom, or avocado oil to help develop your little one's palate and instill healthy food habits. We love it so, so, so much. You guys can find them at retailers nationwide and online. You can get started today and enjoy an additional 35% off your first subscription order. Just use code Garcia at onceuponafarmorganics.com. That's onceuponafarmorganics.com. Code Garcia for 35% off your first subscription order. Let's jump back into the convo. So it's evening time. Let's say four o'clock. Okay, four o'clock. Yeah. Kids are back home from school. And when I picked Dusa up from school, he was like, Dad, are, are those kids still there? And I was like, yeah, they are. But I, th- I think they might be going home tonight because I think, you know, they're getting ready to leave the hospital. And he was like, man, Dad, I'm going to miss those kids. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. Like, Deuce yeah, really enjoyed them. That afternoon, the little girl wanted an Oreo. 
Oh no, wait, we missed the part. Monday, they came Saturday. Monday, I bought some chow mein. Oh yeah. And that little girl devoured the chow mein. She had like four helpings. And we're like, all she had just drank milk all weekend. Yeah. And she like had not, and goldfish. She was two and a half years yeah. old. Ate the chow mein. And we're like, whoa, she finally ate. Yeah. I went to the store with Alice because I needed to get some shit. Come back and Bethany's like, I figured out what she likes. She likes Oreos. So I'm like, <laughs> all right, cool. And then she was like at the pantry, like not knocking out the door, just knocking on the door. So I went over there. I was like, you want an Oreo? And she's like, mm-hmm. I was like, all right, like come here. And like, she let me pick her up. And like, she was in my arms. I opened yeah. the pantry and she got an Oreo. And then she was just like chilling with me there for the rest of the evening. And I was like, yo, this is dope as fuck. Cause Saturday when I got home, she wouldn't even look at me. Yeah. To fast forward to Monday. And I was like, okay, cool. Like, this is awesome. Like yeah. I, I completed my challenge essentially. <laughs> and some shit went down. Yeah. We're not going to speak on it. It's not our place to speak on it. And they got taken home. And Well, shit didn't happen here. Shit no, happened. nothing happened here. <laughs> Stuff happened with, with the family. They went home and, you know, we're, we're getting all this information third party. Yeah. About what's going what's down going at their on. home. Yeah. And we put the kids to bed, did our normal routine, and then we went out. We were just sitting in the backyard. And we we hadn't said anything to each other, really. Yeah. Because it's chaotic. There's seven kids in the house. We just kind of like got very emotional because we were like, wow, like, damn, that was hard. But I don't know. It was so rewarding to see like how the state the kids were when they came yeah. to our home to when they left. Even like the little girl's like giving me a hug bye when she's leaving. And I'm just like, damn, like this sucks. Like even though I've only known those girls for almost three days, like they're going back to their house. Who knows how they live? We don't know them. And I'm just like, yeah, I've always wanted to be a foster parent. But I was like, I don't know if I can do that because they're only there for a night, a few nights, weeks, months. Nothing's guaranteed with that. But, but I have- feel like the goal in fostering, which I'm so uneducated on at all, but from what I can see from the accounts that I follow from the friends that I have that foster is the whole goal in it is like rehabilitating a relationship for their birth parents, for their parents, their family to be able to take them back so they can be a family again. Like that should always be the goal, right? 1000%. But like the hardest part is setting them back knowing that they're going to a situation that's that they might not feel safe in. Like and that's what's the hard part about this. Exactly. And for me, like there's so many times cuz parent parenting is hard. We you and I joke all the time, yeah, our, our kids are going to need therapy one day. They're going to need therapy because of something we did. And you know, you always beat yourself up. You you do something out of anger, you yell at a kid, whatever, and you feel bad and you're like, fuck. But like, I don't know, just seeing the way our kids loved on those kids, it just made me feel really good as a parent because I'm like, obviously we're doing something right to where our kids are able to show love to strangers. And so for me, one of the big things for me is like, I just want to raise good kids that are going to impact the world. I don't care. I don't care what their profession is, what their, who they choose to love. I don't care about any of that. I just want to send good humans out into the world that are going to impact lives. And that's like the first, we don't see them at school, right? We drop them off. We go, I go to lunch sometime, but we don't really see them in their zone. That was the first time I could see them with complete strangers. And my four and two year old, literally just killed them with kindness oh you need toy you need this you know and it was i don't know it was it was super sad and i just my heart hurts for any kid that's in that situation it was tough it was really tough we're sitting there like crying and i was just like thinking about all the kids out there in the world right now that don't feel safe and like that to me was like heartbreaking because in in the same breath i'm like so grateful that our kids do but at the same time and even you growing up I'm sure there were so many times that you didn't oh for sure and and so and like as much as I've been through at least I always knew that I was safe from harm at home even if I like got beat sometimes I don't I I still felt I still felt like comfortable in my own in my room like that was my safe space you know what I mean like I had a safe space there's so many kids that don't even have that and so 
I I don't know, like my heart was just broken over that. And it was really hard for us to pull ourselves out of that last night, but we did it. We, so, so I know like, shout out to anyone that fostered uh, the right people that are doing it the right way. Cause you always hear those horror stories. Yeah. People doing it for ulterior motives, the money, whatever. But shout out to you guys, man. That's tough. We had a little taste of I, what I think that life would be. And man, it's, it, it was sad. I was sad. But also in the same breath, I'm like, you know, we're blessed and fortunate enough to be in a position to where we could do that. Right. Yeah. Like imagine, I was just trying to think like, imagine if we had regular nine to five jobs and I'm like, yo, we got to go to work. Like we can't watch these kids. They got to go and who, you know, and so it was a, a moment of, to count blessings that we have, but also yeah. to realize like, like, damn, life is not like this for everyone. Not everyone feels safe. Everyone should feel safe and love. So that was our weekend. Yeah. Um, and let's talk about therapy a little bit for ooh. a sec, because we obviously you guys know we're in. Thankfully, we're in weekly therapy now because the the twice and three times a weeker was getting to me. The, I couldn't handle no, it. No, you know what was the worst? The emergency sessions. The emergency God, sessions damn. were horrible. I'm like, can we can we deal with things ourselves or are we no. just going through our therapist? And I'm What's like, no, on? we can't actually. So something we learned in therapy last week. What was it? Or what, it wasn't even what we learned. Let's Not talk we learned. about what, what we it? learned in a second. Right now, we'll talk about what the question okay, was. It was a discussion. Yeah, we, we so, were posed a question. All right, so... People in therapy, you'll understand. So marriage counseling, because solo therapy is a little bit different. So coming into marriage counseling, it was a lot of, well, pointing fingers. She did this. He did that. This Right? It was a lot or of… If you do this, I'll do this. But it was yeah. a lot of finger pointing and blaming, right? We're, we're in a place now where we're beyond what you do. We're beyond that. We're we're trying to now we're trying like we lay, we have a good like rapport right now we're doing really I feel like we're doing really good right now I'm so grateful for that but what we're working on right now is like relaying a really good foundation so that way in the future if things get hard again we have all the tools in our belt to be able to handle right because there's gonna so we're just like relearning we're gonna right hit now. obstacles no, nothing's yeah. perfect right yeah. we're gonna hit those things but we're we're just trying to shed what we once thought how we were you know things like yeah. that as to where before we were like dissecting situations and and what he said and what i said and like exactly. that kind of stuff now we're kind of just like trying to learn and and learn how to be married to each other and learn how, what to do right different situations so conversation came up therapist says what are your non-negotiables i'm like what does that mean that so he was like in a relationship what are your non-negotiables for your partner so you go ahead what, what were your non-negotiables i said <laughs> Do I have to say what I said? Yes. I said what? If, he, if he became a Christian again, and then I said, or a Republican. <laughs> I oh was joking. God. I was joking about that. Okay. Okay. You need to stop doing that because then our therapist goes on these tangents because he doesn't know you're joking. <laughs> he doesn't. And then we just spent 15 minutes talking about politics. And I'm like, She's just kidding, bro. Like, <laughs> like, didn't even have to be like yeah, that. Yeah, no, I was like, and then he like went on this tangent about how like in a marriage, like you should be able to have different opposing views, whatever, and you should always. And I was like, no, I'm, I'm literally just kidding. Okay, so you said if I became a Christian, which is weird. <laughs> I, you, the way <laughs> you said was, it was weird. I was, it was joking. <laughs> yeah, here's my thing too: is like I joke, and when I'm really uncomfortable, <laughs> you know what's gonna happen? You, this, someone's gonna hear this and be like, and write a review. Bethany, everything's a joke she to her. She Christians doesn't take too. her she doesn't take her marriage counseling serious. Anthony's putting in the work. One day he's gonna get tired. Someone's gonna say that. I know. But anyways, sorry. On this specific day though, in your defense, you booked back to back sessions. So you did oh my, your solo. You guys, I was so done. I you did your so solo done. and then you did our marriage. So I could see you were over Oh my therapy. god. I was over it. So like I have my sessions are an hour for my personal therapy. And I think I had been going through a lot that that like you, specific you were going through a lot i was like oh yeah okay mm -hmm. i was having there was a lot going on for me and so i and this is like people are this is what's funny too is everyone's like you overshare you share everything you guys don't even know like there's so much so 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 much that we just choose not to share because one maybe it's not even worth it because it's stuff that you get over quickly or two, it affects other people. So you can't be telling other people's stories or three, it's drama and you don't want to have drama. I just want to say what you're going through wasn't me. 
Let's no, yeah, no, 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 it wasn't. It wasn't. It was All something different. It so was a different situation. You keep on So I have an hour. No, so, so I had you... uh, can I just say though okay. that I had an hour and then our freaking marriage counseling sessions are two hours. Why? And I because that's what the guy said we needed. I don't know we why. We needed that initially. Because, yeah, okay. but I know we need a like because he likes he sees we can afford that. Whatever. <laughs> just kidding. But anyway, so you're anyways, deflecting. I have three hours. And this was like in the last part of therapy. So I was like at this point I was so over it and I was un- a little bit uncomfortable. Because I, d- I didn't like that question, but whatever. So I said that and then he, yeah, went on his little tangent. And then I said, and he said, okay, he's like, okay, so then what are your non-negotiables really? And I said, if he was ever violent or like domestic domestic violence, okay, that would be my non-negotiable. And then he said, okay, good answer, Anthony. And then me, I was like, oh, cheating. Yeah. Immediate emotional damage. Yeah. Cheating. I was like, alcohol. If you were like, an alcoholic meaning you woke up and started sipping the bottle you went to bed sipping the bottle yeah because i was like drugs right bethany did drugs so you pulled and you because we i was like that'd be a good question because I'm, I'm curious as to what other people's negotiables are right we've been together since high school this question it was kind of weird because i'm like okay maybe if we were just getting into a relationship it would make sense but i was like i've been with you for 10 years i know you if one you, you know what i mean but anyways what were some oh, of the Oh, and respo- you said cigarettes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Cigarettes. Bethany smoked a cigarette one time and we were together and I was like, if I ever see you smoke a cigarette again, like we're done. No, but he'd always said that he thinks it's so gross when girls smoke cigarettes. And so, you know what I did is I went to the gas station, I bought a pack and then I lit up right in front of him. Yeah. I mean, I think it's gross if anyone smokes cigarettes, but I'm not going to be with a girl that smokes cigarettes. So anyways, and we'll let you know what our therapist said about all this after I read some of these from you guys. So I asked you guys, what are your non-negotiables? Someone said no smoking or chewing and no secrets. Okay. Chewing is pretty gross. Like chewing tobacco? Yeah, I think so. Oh, yeah. Like well, Tobacco in general is gross. No. Yeah. Someone said steroids or substance abuse. What if they're a competitor, you know, in those muscle man shows? All right. I don't know. It's a non-negotiable for her. She said no. Oh. Can you, said, okay, but can, you're doing it good. Can you say if this is a female or male saying this and then go? I yeah, but know. I don't know how people identify. Okay. All right. Based on a profile picture, I can guess. But okay, no butt stuff Ooh. is a non-negotiable. I think... I think that would would have been the non-negotiable for you 10 years ago. <laughs> it but still think, is. Ah. <laughs> okay. Someone said not following through. Okay. That's very broad. That's so broad. So broad. So many. No cheating. Okay. Yeah. No cheating. None is allowed. Needs to be a foodie. Ooh. Okay. I mean, hey, they know what they want. Yeah, I guess. But what does that mean? That's Let's what's crazy too. So like if you meet someone that's like not so into it, but you're like absolutely in love with them. Nope, you're not a foodie. Sorry. Because would you consider yourself a foodie? I think you are for sure. Like you really appreciate it and you're always on the lookout for the next best restaurant and dish and all that kind of stuff. But like I'll eat anywhere. But like I also will eat chicken nuggets from McDonald's. Mm. So See, I look at this a little bit different. I look at it as like, Let's just use an Asian restaurant, for example. You're going to get the basic rice, white rice with chicken. Me, I'll try the octopus and the squid. Right, right, right. Yeah. So I wouldn't consider you a foodie, but also I wouldn't consider you someone who has horrible food choices. Okay, here's a good one. Someone said, I need attention when I'm talking to you. If you're on your phone while I'm talking, I'm done. Damn, you should have been born in a whole different era. Yeah, that's what's crazy. So like you're married for 10 years. And you walk into the bathroom and your husband's on the toilet and he's on his phone and you start talking to him and he keeps looking at his phone. The next call you're making is to a divorce attorney. Yeah. It's wild. So when I think of non-negotiables, I, I think of starting a relationship. That's what I think of. Okay. I don't think of all you and I. But the question was posed to us as what are your non-negotiables yeah, in, a, for each other? Yes. Right. Okay. Someone said we never go to sleep angry. We always have to talk things out and come to an agreement agreement before. I fucking hate that. That's probably the worst one in my opinion. Really? Yeah. Why? Because sometimes I don't want like people aren't allowed to have space and work things out. Like that's something I've been dealing with recently. Like sometimes when you're going, when you get in an argument with someone or you're needing to set boundaries, you need space from them. I don't want to work it out right now. Like I need, I need space and then we can talk about it tomorrow. We don't need to come to a resolution tonight. And I'm actually shocked that you're having this reaction right now because I feel like that's you. I'm more so the one that's usually like, okay, here's why I have that reaction. So for a 
good portion of our marriage, we lived by that. Remember, like, you'd never go to bed mad at each other. And our marriage wasn't perfect, but I feel like we were never on the verge of divorce. We started that, and then it happened more frequently to where we were upset with each other, and then it would carry on into the next day. So maybe, maybe I don't think resolution needs to happen, but maybe like, hey, we're in this tough time. Something's, you know, we're in a fight or whatever. But I think the way we were arguing too wasn't healthy either because it was like, sure. it was like, you, I, you can be mad at, me, mad at me about something, but we should be able to talk about the kids' lunches the next yes, day exactly. and like what's going so on. That's what and I'm like, saying. And still like give each other a kiss before bed, even if there's something that's bothering me. And that's like, what I mean. Yeah. To be like, hey, I love you. We're going in circles. Yeah. We're not going to fix this. Let's talk tomorrow. Yes. Yeah. But for exactly. us, it was a lot of, not talking for a day or yeah. the whole next day. But like day. needing so a resolution kind is like... Exactly. Ugh, okay, so I no. kind of agree with this, but I kind of don't. Okay. I, yeah. Someone said parenting styles, specifically discipline. That's what I really agree with. Parenting styles, not so much, but the discipline aspect, I feel like you have to agree on it or else it's going to leave so much room for hurt. Literally. They have to get along with your siblings. That's what someone said. Okay. What if they don't though? What if they just don't like each other? But that's what I'm saying. A lot of I feel like a lot of this has to happen at the beginning of the relationship. Yeah. You yeah. know if your brother and your boyfriend are going to hit it off or not. Yeah. And then you can take that into consideration. All right, a few more, a few more. Okay, well, and then we'll tell you guys the reason we're bringing all this up. Someone said, you must protect me from my triggers. Damn, that's a lot of pressure. <laughs> It's a lot of pressure. Someone said, I don't want any kids, so I don't want to entertain anyone who does. Just wish them well and go my way. That's a good one because I feel like going into a relationship, it's really important to make sure you go, you guys both have similar wants for yeah. your future or else what if you're married or together for like five years and then you figure out that your partner doesn't want kids and you really do. Like that must be kind of fucked up when you're like so in love with someone, but they don't want kids. You don't want to force someone to bring human beings into this if world they really if don't they want don't to. want them. Exactly. Yeah, Facts. for sure. Someone said spending one-on-one -on -one time with another woman without telling me. Okay. I.e. grabbing a beer with a coworker. What if you're in the office and you're both by this, you're, you both need to grab a stapler at the same moment and it's in a supply closet. Does that count as one-on-one -on -one time? <laughs> oh my God, wait. Okay, this is going to be the last one. Are you ready? Someone said... They can never make me feel embarrassed. <laughs> We'd have been divorced so long ago. Like I feel like I'm always embarrassed because you you embarrass yourself. No, you you you'll just be like ripping ass in Walmart. Like you're so you're embarrassed because I fart. <laughs> the hell you sound so like you can't embarrass me like that, babe. Or else we have to get divorced. <laughs> so what's so funny about this is when we were saying our non-negotiables. And Anthony said cheating. Our therapist was like, okay, so you guys have been married for 10 years. You have five kids together. You have this beautiful wife. Are you in love with her? And he's Is she like, beautiful? yeah, this just beautiful kidding. life. Oh, I'm just kidding. I'm just, it was a joke. Wow. It fell flat. I was like, damn, that's kind of like, okay. No, I'm gonna... really confident. <laughs> really confident. You're going to question my confidence? No, a beautiful life. You're in love with me, right? Yes. And he said yes. And then he was like, if you found out Bethany cheated on you seven, seven years, ago. years ago, you're going to leave her? And I was like, oof. That's a good point. That is a very but good I'm point. But I'm sure there's so many people that would sit here and be like, yeah, I would. But it's like you're going to throw away. Like, let's say I was going through a really hard time seven years ago or I made a mistake or whatever. And then, and then the therapist said, okay, you said alcohol abuse. Okay, Bethany's really struggling and she's struggling with addiction, you would just leave her? You wouldn't, this is the person you love more than anyone else on earth. You wouldn't try to get her help? Said, try to rehabilitate your marriage? And I was like, oh no, like I would try to have her go to rehab. I'll call it anonymous. Like there, there would be steps that I would take to try and help her. So he was like, okay, so then alcohol is really not, or, or alcoholism or drug abuse is really not a immediate non-negotiable non yeah. and i was and, like and so after he like obliterated all of our non-negotiables he was like okay guys any more non-negotiables and i'm like i really couldn't think of anything right here obviously besides domestic violence that's obviously a huge one and he didn't have anything to say about that but all these or other things for me yeah he he was like at the end of the day as long as you're not getting hurt 
like is there any non-negotiable if you really really love someone that you can't work through together and I was like damn like that's so true you always sit here like oh I would never date someone that did this or if my husband did this I would leave him and it's like the end of the day if I love you and we're in a healthy relationship and we want to spend the rest of our lives together there's nothing that you could do that would make me just want to leave like that or like instantly call the divorce lawyer. Even if I do want to leave, I would call the therapist. I would try to work it out. And I feel like that's what we've been doing this past month. Well, this past few months is trying to build our future together and obliterating all these non-negotiables and really just making room for each other and, you know, trying to be better people. Exactly. No, it was, it was definitely like a, eye-opening conversation because like you said we get so caught up in well if you did this and da-da-da, but it was like like you said if you really love somebody they're really worth it to whoever put that comment right if it's worth it you're gonna fight for yeah. it yeah and then Jill there's obviously Bob, whatever your name was <laughs> there's obviously people that are like sitting here dating for like six months and if some guy does something that's even like an ick then yeah break up with him who cares we're talking i'm talking about like if you've been married for 10 years, you have kids together. You really, really are deeply in love with this person. Like you, I feel like non-negotiables kind of fly out the window. So if you're single or if you're like in the dating scene, write your non-negotiables down and you go on that first date, put them on the table. Say, yo, these are my non-negotiables. What are yours? In that first date, you know, is it going to work or not? So that way, nobody's time gets wasted, right? You don't want your time wasted? Yeah. So what did we used to do on this podcast all the time? All the freaking time. Do confessions. You remember? Confessions. Should we close it off with some confessions? Because I'm dying well, to so share some of these can with Can I you guys. ask you a question about confessions? Yeah. How many followers have you lost since you stopped sharing weekly because of it? I have no idea. But I stopped doing it because people were complaining all the time about it. Like everyone makes these up or who cares or everyone does confessions now or... These are so gross or I'm unfollowing you for posting about butt sex. And I'm just like, oh, my God. Then people get so mad that I don't do them anymore. So I'm like, what am I supposed to do? Damned if you do, damned if you don't. But, but like, listen. I think and then people are like, Bethany, you don't have to do them just because people want. But I want to do them like I want to do them. But it's like everyone else that like makes me feel bad about it now. So on this edition or this episode of the podcast, we're going to go over some confessions or like i should say i want to do them when i want to do them oh wait anyways wait, pause before <laughs> confessions we watched a really great show oh a yes. really great show such a good show under the banner of heaven right that's what you're talking about mm-hmm. okay yeah it was so good I feel like everyone Toby has McGuire to watch it is the great is a great lead actor did you really just say that i'm just kidding andrew garfield the other spider-man is a great actor yeah no it was such a good show i feel like everyone should go watch it there is slight trigger warning for like blood Ugh. yeah and like death but if you can overlook that it's an amazing show and it to my mormons out there you may get offended by it but hey if it's the truth then it's the truth if it's not then we can have that discussion but i don't know me as it was a great show but i like for me i love documentaries i love history i love it's not a documentary it's not but it tied in things that you had seen a documentary but in an actual show with yeah. characters and shit. So it was really Yeah, good. it was so good. I love how they did that. Okay, Confessions. Under the Banner of Heaven yeah. on Hulu. Or yes. FX as well. Or is it just Hulu? I think we watched it on Hulu. But is it an FX show? I That's, have no idea. Okay, whatever. Hulu has it <laughs> Under the Banner of Heaven. Go Check watch it, it, guys. And then tell us what you think of it. Okay, someone said, I wish my fiance was half an inch smaller because that shit hurts sometimes. Have you ever had that problem? Has yeah, a girl ever said that to you? When I put it in your butt. Okay. <laughs> I I actually do feel like you have a huge penis whenever you put it in my head. That's why you love it so much. It's a confidence boost. Someone said, okay, this ties into non-negotiables. Listen, someone said, I'm marrying my fiance in 31 days. And last night he said something that was major red flags. She didn't tell me what he said. So what do you do in that situation where you're getting major red flags 31 days before your wedding? Therapy. Well... I feel like everyone should do therapy before they get married. For real. Our therapist talked to us about this when we first started. He was like, people don't teach you how to be married. The only examples you ever have of marriage are from your parents and the people that you were brought up around. 
And so many people's parents have toxic relationships. Some people, some people's parents that you might even think they have a healthy relationship and you might think, oh, they're, they're so happy. They've been married for 50 years. They can still even have toxic or unhealthy practices that they do. And you don't even know. And so he was like, my whole job, he, he, he's a therapist. He does marriage counseling, but he has this business that he also started that teaches young couples that are about to get married how to be married, how to be in a healthy relationship. And I think everyone needs that because it's like you literally have to figure it out on your own why sometimes. Would it, why wouldn't you want to have the best possible relationship possible? Yeah. But back to the question. <laughs> possible, I think possible. you have to deal with it. And if your partner is not willing to confront it and you're like, yo, why did you say that? Where did this come from? Then it might not be a good thing for you to commit legally to this. But yeah. you, you got to deal with it. You got to bring it up and see where it goes from there. Good luck. Someone said, I like my, I think my partner's ex sent her son to live with us to sabotage our relationship. That's sad. Yeah, that's I feel up. like don't bring kids into this. Like that's so, any confession that's like, oh, I hate my stepdaughter. Like I literally can't handle it because kid, like, oh, she's so rude to me. She's such a bitch. You know, she'll be like 13 years old. And I'm like, you have no, you're an adult. Like I get kids are hard sometimes. Obviously we've never had teenagers, but I've been a teenager and anytime I was going through something really hard or being such a huge bitch when I was a teenager, I was dealing with trauma. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I think what's crazy is, right, you're like, you're the person's thinking like, oh, the ex. But it's like, in reality, this person just wants to be with their mom or dad. Like, it's their parent. Yeah. Like, yeah. can we look at it from the kid's perspective? His parents are no longer together. Him or she, no longer together. He's got to navigate. Like, let's stop thinking about us sometimes and think about the person that's really affected, which is the kid. Yeah. Someone said, we are eloping because my dad refused to help us with our wedding. And now he's talking shit that we're eloping. Like, question mark. Hey, y'all did the right thing in my opinion. Yeah. We have, we know some people that are going through this right now. <laughs> you know what's so crazy is I feel like our families mixed together are so diverse. Like, we have people from every walk of life in our families. I feel like parents don't even know they're toxic sometimes. And that's scary. My The way I look at it is, yo, you chose, you made your decision. You didn't want to be a part of this. Yeah. And now whatever the outcome is, sorry, Bucky. You know. Bucky. <laughs> sorry, Bucko. Bucky from. Okay. Anyways, you know what's so scary sometimes is that you really can't control your dreams. And I have horrible nightmares, horrible nightmares. And the most horrific things take place in them. And I literally can't control it. Anyways, someone said. I had a dream my husband was doing my mom. You know what's so crazy is like once you have once you have that dream, like you have that visual in your mind that you didn't even ask for, you're never going to be able to get rid of that visual. It's going to haunt you forever. So who's the craziest person you've had sex with in a dream? I feel like I never have sex in my dreams. Ever. I just get murdered. Okay, this was a stress dream I woke up from today. You we were supposed to be getting married in like a few days and last minute you decided you didn't want to marry me anymore and then the end of the world happened. So that's what I was dreaming about last that's night. Intense. Yeah. Anyway, so someone said selling feet pics online has made mine and my husband's sex life way better. I don't know how those two correlate and I would yeah. love to know further for sure. I mean, congratulations to you guys. But I thought you were going to say has made me so much richer and whatever. But yeah, that's... It's a weird combo in my opinion, but hey, whatever works for you guys, salute yeah, to y'all. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Someone said, I slept with a married man. Well, he slept with me. I didn't know he was married. Yeah. Valid. Val <laughs> I feel like that happens a lot. Someone said, I peed myself trying to fart the other day. I was wearing a dress and no panties. <laughs> I'm dead. How do you pee yourself trying to fart? <laughs> so... What I took out of that is the no panties part. Like Wait, that's, people really no. walk around with no yeah, panties. Yes. Wait, because, you're shook by that? No, no, no. I'm not shook. I'm just trying to think of if Bethany walked around with no panties, her lips would show all and throughout the day. First of all. Because you do a lot of movements that show your butt in your underwear. First of all, I never wear underwear when I work out ever. That's, I said in a dress. I feel like this is probably a common experience for girls. I have to wear stuff. I have to wear like spandex or underwear when I wear a dress or most outfits besides when I work out because I feel more confident and secure that way. Let's tell the truth. 
and I leak a lot. Anyways, because we have a that's lot of what, what I meant secure by. Okay, chill out. But the, but that's what I'm trying to say is like if you didn't have a lot of semen coming out of you, maybe you're just not ladylike. Oh, my that's what God. it boils down to. Why did I have to read this? And I feel like since I had to read nope. it, now you guys have like, to hear it. Oh Someone said one time I let a man shove a hairbrush up me. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Mm. Oh my god, why? There was not a cucumber or banana around? <laughs> I want to know what end. Because ow. And ow. And what hole. Because ow. I'm literally so triggered right now. Okay. My accidentally forgot to register all of my three kids for school and it starts tomorrow. Shit. Ooh. We had the opposite problem is we accidentally enrolled them no, in multiple schools. That's not our problem. <laughs> that's the school's the school's problem. The school is supposed to get the information and they didn't do that. It's not our fault. Mm, yeah. yeah. Okay. Last one, you guys. Are you ready for this? <laughs> Last week I walked in on my son masturbating. He's six. <sighs> Damn. If I Deuce is six years old, you guys, I would literally probably throw up. Like, I don't think I could handle it. I don't know if I could look at him in the eyes for like several days. <laughs> so disturbed. So I'm in the same boat as you with that, but I'm thinking back to me as oh, a yeah. child. How how young were you? So I was in first or second grade and I'd get off the school bus, I'd come home, I'd be all by myself. And I love this movie. It was called Don't Be a Menace. It's like a spoof parody movie. Oh, okay. And there's a there's a party scene on the VHS. There's a party scene and it pans the crowd and it shows all of these different people doing different things at parties. One of the Are you sure that's not CB4? It's not CB4. One of the people, it's a couple having sex. They're butt naked. The girls the guys holding the girl up like she's got her legs around his back and she they're just like doing it in midair. And I would just sit there on my VHS, rewind that shit. What just play, the fuck? rewind that show. And your I mean, mom just had that out for oh, you to that, watch? That was one of my favorite movies. Still is one of my favorite she movies. Like, was she like watch it with you? No, I watched that shit by myself. And she, but she knew that scene was in there? Oh, for sure. Oh my God. That's like child abuse. Sorry. That's it's a good movie. It's funny. It's oh my God. the Wayne's brothers. So you're like six years old sitting there just rewinding it. But you never thought to like touch yourself. Hopefully. No, I don't. I didn't at that point. Oh my god, I'm shook. Anyways, we're like, we're like, bye. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah. Oh so my god. Uh, that happened. I feel like I think I masturbated for the first time my senior year of high school. Literally, like that was the first time I ever thought to touch myself down there, and it's when we were already dating. Like that's just why I don't know, and I feel I feel like that's also not normal either. I don't I feel know like if I believe that. Because I, I, you were a freaky girl. I don't know. It's hard for me to believe. How was I freaky? That, you that's sent the other nudes thing. It's like, people, but that's you... freaky? Yes. Not every girl in our high school sent nudes to boys, Bethany. Well, not every girl in our high school looked like me. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> so that's what I'm saying. Like, our high school literally had 20 people per class. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> the number was not large at all. I, I don't think every teenage girl sends nudes. I'll have to pull it. You know what I mean? So like that's why it's hard but for me to freaky? believe. I feel like Freaky's like putting whipped cream on someone's dick and eating it like on a park bench in front of people. Like you've that's never, freaky. No, that you've never <laughs> done that. First of all, I've never. I'm saying that's freaky. I don't think I'm freaky. Exactly because you don't think you're freaky, but things you have done and do are freaky no. to some people. To some people, to people that are like probably super. I won't say it, but like babe, so vanilla, babe. What? We have conversations with people. What they do, what you do, are some are freaky and not freaky. We have conversations with other people and I feel like I need to get out there more because I feel like I'm lacking. <laughs> oh. I rest my case. Anyway, I'm saying I'm too vanilla. Okay, I want you to pull how many people sent nudes. I will. And and then I next think episode, that's freaky. Next episode, we can... I don't think sending a nude picture is freaky at all. Why do you send the nude picture? For what purpose? For attention? That's not freaky. That's just I, having daddy issues. You can mask it however you want. Okay, okay. I okay, feel like pause. freaky is like filming okay. yourself having sex. So you You're s- freaky. So you... <laughs> listen... <laughs> Just give me the sign and we will be as rich and famous as the Kardashians. Just whatever. I'm just kidding. But you're, also you're the racing. same girl that gave a 
job in Spanish class. You're not freaky. Again, attention and daddy okay, issues. Okay, but poll how, poll how many people gave foot jobs while class was going. Thank you. You were freaky. I just really, really needed attention. Like bad all right. in a bad way. We could go all night. I could, Let me just look at the videos on my phone and tell me you're not freaky. I, the whole point is that I didn't think to do that. Also, I thought it was a sin. Like I thought I would, my finger would get chopped off. A sin or not. That's what just goes to show you how like twisted religion is and how people's minds are twisted. But we can go all night or about this. Or actually how people twist it. Yeah. Well, I think religion and faith then are different things. Yeah. But I'm just saying people twist it to their own, make their own rules. That's why every religion has like a different, or even in the Christian space, how many different like sectors there are, different churches that have different beliefs. Yeah. You know, anyway, we just went way out of line, but yeah, thank you guys. We we really went from masturbating to talking about church in less than 30 seconds. So that's that's the Garcia Diaries unfiltered for you, <laughs> anyways. So next week, when we're back, we will talk about we'll have answers, we'll have answers to these poll questions. Okay, last poll who is who does butt stuff? I've pulled it before and it's not a high percentage. Okay, thank you. Okay, anyway, peace. <laughs> Whatever. Thank you for hanging out with us. You can catch a new episode of the Garcia Diaries unfiltered every Friday. Make sure to follow so you don't miss any of the action and don't forget to leave a rating and review. You can follow us on social at the Garcia Diaries, at Sir Garcia Diaries, and our podcast page at the Garcia Diaries pod. Talk to you next week. Peace.